Hey, if you're in any kind of leadership role, there's a reality check that you need to be aware of. And it's something that I see a lot of leaders struggle with. Now, the reality check is this. There's a pretty strong chance you're not getting the full truth from your people on your team. That's right. They're holding out on you and they're not being 100% open and honest with you. And it's a tough pill to swallow, but that's why it's an important issue to lean into. And that's why it's the topic for episode 58 of Lead Through Values. You're listening to Lead Through Values, where America's Chief Culture Officer, James Mayhew, helps you create a high-performance workplace by building strong leaders, enhancing communication, and accelerating productivity. And now, here's your host, James Mayhew. Well, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This is James, and it's so great to be with you again because we're doing some really important work together here. And I would just say it this way, building a culture of performance mastery is one of the hardest things that you're gonna do as a leader because of all the nuances and the challenges and the personal growth that you'll have to do. But that means it also has the greatest reward. It rewards your employees, your customers, heck it rewards your bottom line, and of course, you. And the pride in knowing that you've done it well, good and faithful servant. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. See, I like to help you be able to connect the 30,000 foot view of your business to what's also happening at the ground level. So when I'm working with a client, the goal is to identify gaps, things like communication gaps, knowledge gaps, leadership gaps, talent gaps, uh, gaps in your training And then what we do is we work tenaciously together to close them. Here's the thing. There's no shortcuts or no silver bullets to building a place that people want to come and work at where they get a chance to do their best work and they get to experience feelings of pride and fulfillment and and accomplishment. And I'm really blessed uh, to work with some truly wonderful people. This has been such an amazing journey and it just continues to get better. You know, I'm working with business owners and executives, uh, managers who truly care about treating people with dignity and integrity and creating prosperity. And this brings me back to the topic for today, which really is that reality check that when you're in a position of authority, whether you're again, are the, the CEO or the business owner a manager, an executive director, whatever, those leadership positions automatically put you in a spot that you're not always getting the complete truth. And for the people in those roles, that's tough to hear, even though they may be aware of it already. And the reason that it's tough to hear is because they want to create that culture of open and honest communication. But the mistake that I see leaders make is that there's a gap, another type of gap, between intention and action. Now, more specifically, I'm referring to a situation where a leader says they want open and honest communication and that they want people on their teams to bring them ideas, to help them see things that they aren't seeing, new perspectives. They even want them to question decisions that they're considering when it's appropriate to be able to share them. And we'll talk more about that in this episode. I have several people that are coming to mind right now that I know without a doubt 
that's what they want. And when they say it to their leadership teams or to their staff, I see the, the those 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 teams agree. They nod, they smile. I honestly believe they believe they'll do it. So what's the issue? Well, the issue is a little bigger and it's rooted in the way that we structure business. I'm not saying there's a better way to structure business. I'm just saying it's how we do it. And I want to reflect, you know, I want to take you back to my own career. In 2009, let's go in the way back machine here. That seems like yesterday in some ways, but that's 13 years ago. I took a job for an upstart company as a marketing specialist. I was one of about 20 employees at the time, uh, just a member of the team, no leadership role or anything. At that time, we were pretty much a flat organization. All of us reported to pretty much both of the owners. All right. When we hit about 40 people, I had an opportunity to move into a manager role. And instantly the relationship dynamics changed. And I now had two direct reports that I was responsible to manage, uh, who just, you know, a day before were my coworkers. So we created, you know, we did what managers are supposed to do. And I had a little guidance on this. I had an example of, it wasn't very good to be honest with you. And this is new for me. This is new territory. So we had these one-on-one meetings, uh, you know, with each employee, myself and the, and the team member, our little team of three would meet together. Also the three of us to talk about what we're all working on. And again, I guess I was trying to close communication gaps that I figured existed and then uh, our little team would also meet with the marketing department. We had a big marketing department. Now, being a manager, I had also been invited to meetings that my team didn't get to go to. Uh, these were manager meetings or leadership level meetings. So as a result, I had information that my team didn't. And of course, they knew that. It comes with a territory. That's not news to anybody. But here's the deal. When people know that you know more than they do about the company's health or its direction or its plans, no matter what, it creates some distance. That's a gap. And that's what I mean about this change in the relationship dynamics. About a year later, I had another promotion opportunity. This time it was to vice president. And again, my relationships across the company changed. I was privy to even more inside information than I was before. You know, things like decisions around employees. Uh, Maybe that we were going to reorganize some teams. Maybe we were looking at an acquisition. That was the stuff that I had insider knowledge about. Now, I noticed that because of this new role, uh, I'm a VP, which again, I'm climbing the ladder, the leadership ladder, and my relationships changed again. People were more measured with their communication. You know, I I love people. I, I love having some fun at work. And so, you know, when people used to tease me or maybe they'd give me a hard time, uh, they like to make my face turn red, which is really easy to do. (laughs) That all, that all stopped, right? That, that began to slow down because I don't know, I'm an important person now. See, I'd like to tell you this. I thought that I was the same person. In fact, 
to this day, I would tell you my character really didn't change. I believe that looking back now. However, I do admit and I realize that I'm sure I carried myself a little different. So I had more things to be concerned about, right? That comes with the territory of being a VP. I had performance evaluations to conduct. I had crucial conversations to hold. Those things had to happen. I was in more meetings. I was less accessible. I wasn't with the team day to day. Uh, I learned about communication gaps that were happening either on my team or as I was helping with other teams. That was part of my role. I learned about disagreements that people were having. And I spent a significant portion of my time managing conflict. I spent a significant portion of my days uh, closing gaps around communication differences and behavior differences or personality differences, uh, addressing performance issues, basically the essentials of employee engagement. And I frequently, <laughs> I frequently expressed to my team as well as other leaders around the company that I worked with that I welcomed their ideas and their questions. I was open to their su suggestions on how to improve the stuff we were doing. You know, for the most part, I felt pretty happy with those contributions that my team was, was, they felt comfortable doing that with me. At the same time, I sensed there was more, there was more that they weren't comfortable sharing. And so it was, it was things like, were they really happy with their job? Did they want more responsibilities or were they bored or on the flip side, were they feeling overwhelmed? Was there something going on between them and another individual that I didn't know and they didn't want to say? See, when I asked those questions, I wasn't getting the whole truth. And you can tell. Uh, it's with nonverbals. It's the, uh, the darting of an eye. They look away. They look up, they look down, like it's some of those things that we just kind of pick up and I, I don't study that stuff a whole lot, but you can tell, you know what I'm talking about. And it just felt like you weren't getting the whole truth. And maybe it was because of fear. Maybe it was because they thought that, uh, you know, if they gave me that information, somebody else might get in trouble, right? So there's, this is what I'm saying. People aren't fully honest with you. I take responsibility even today for that, that I did not create enough of a safe place for full transparency to occur, that I didn't fully build trust or get to rapport. I was a long ways from building rapport. I had some trust, but not full, right? Because that's why they couldn't tell me those things. And that's what I want to emphasize with you today in this episode. See, your words must be backed with action. And at the heart of creating a safe environment is the word trust. And you have to ask yourself some tough questions like, hey, James, do people really trust you? Do they believe in you? Do they believe you have their best interest in mind? Or have, James, you given them some evidence that they can't fully trust you? Now, I'm not going to take 100% of this. I can take 100% of what I can control, but I cannot take 100 I can't take responsibility for what others were um, limited by, okay, their own stuff. We had to work 
on that. But a mistake that inexperienced and immature leaders make is believing that they should be liked and that being liked is essential for open and honest communication to occur. Can I just tell you that is unequivocally false? In fact, inexperienced, immature, and insecure leaders who need to be liked will actually create an accidental culture shift around them. By sharing little tidbits of information, they try to build this false sense of trust with others. And many times they do it even with little subtle body, body language movements, you know, using their eyes or a, a wry smile or, or maybe it's a wink. And what they're doing is they're trying to communicate that, hey, I've got more to tell you. I'm really not supposed to, so I'm just going to let you know a little bit more and maybe you'll like me. Let me just say this. If this, what I just described, is hitting home right now and you're realizing you are doing these things, listen, the first thing you need to do is just stop. Just stop. You're doing more harm than you possibly understand. And if you don't care because you're pissed off about a decision that was made or some feedback that you received that you didn't like, or you didn't get a promotion. Hey, you need to do a serious soul check because your personal integrity is on the line and don't, don't miss this. You're causing more harm to others. Secure, mature leaders who are more concerned with being respected over being liked, know that they can't and won't ever compromise their integrity by playing favorites and doing things like being a leak of information. Leaders, if you want to build trust, you earn trust over time through your actions, not your words. Actions like being honest and trustworthy, being competent, being humble, being tactful. You know, most importantly, you don't do anything that creates any type of doubt or fear. And it's like being above reproach and it is a high standard. I get it, but that's what comes with leadership. And it's why not everybody is cut out to be a leader. If you want to maximize trust with people on your team, you do it by learning how to be a great leader and creating an environment of mutual respect and honesty. This means that you become great at the essential skills of expectations and accountability, and feedback. Because when you do those things well, you close communication and knowledge gaps. Nobody gets to say, I didn't know. I wasn't, I wasn't told something. So let's break those, those three down a little further here. Set clear expectations with people on the team. And the pro tip here is that you do this together. You do it together in a conversation about the project or whatever it is you're working on. You're going to discuss the desired outcomes. If you're the leader, you've got to paint that picture. Share a vision for success, what it looks like when it's done. And by all means, don't rush this process. Creating a culture of accountability is achieved when you emphasize excellence before during and after an activity, such as a project or a presentation. And just like setting expectations, accountability that is proactive anticipates potential roadblocks and challenges. It helps establish milestones and check-in points. It emphasizes transparency and helps to eliminate gaps. And finally, great teams embrace 
feedback. Not just the corrective kind, but also the developmental type of feedback. Please don't take this next sentence lightly. Feedback is your number one tool for improving individual and team performance. It is not debatable. It is quick. It is effective when it's done well. And it's powerful. Feedback that is helpful and not just critical is a superior way to build trust and and close communication gaps. Don't forget the importance, the value of catching people doing good work and recognizing it. I always tell my, my clients, like, become an encourager, be a champion, be a cheerleader. And so what we want to do is not fall into this pitfall, this leadership pitfall of being overly critical. And here's what it looks like is that some leaders wrongly believe that the only way to really help or the best way it, to help someone develop is by telling them what they've done wrong. And when you catch someone doing great, make sure you highlight it specific about it and encourage it to continue and you'll get more of that. So if you want honesty and transparency from your team, you have to demonstrate this over and over that you're worthy of their trust. You can't play favorites. You can't share the inside story about why someone was fired or why they didn't get the promotion or that they chose to move on. See those kind of behaviors, those erode trust. And you might not ever get it back. These are the characteristics. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some characteristics with you now to unleash the best of the people on your team. First of all, just be yourself. Don't fall for this myth that's out there of faking it till you make it. People are too good at picking up uh, people who are fakers. If you move into a new position, stay true to who you are. Prepare yourself in advance. Get ready to lead. Build that competence. Build that confidence and and understand what your potential challenges are going to be. Don't give the excuse that someone didn't tell you what you needed to know. Oh my gosh, that's frustrating to me. Because here's the thing. You, as a leader, you need to grab the bull by the horns and take ownership to be prepared on day one. And if that's not going to be the case, like, well, that's, this is a huge piece that, that we do with teams. Uh, when I'm working inside of a business, is that, that this is actually a value proposition that we have is we help you build leaders who are ready to lead on day one. That means they're ready to lead on day zero because we've been working with them to develop those essential skills and get them ready. All right, here's another tip, another characteristic to unleash the best out of the people on your team. Be competent. So you gain and uh, you gain respect and you build trust when you understand the what, the why and the how of what your team is working on. It's very difficult to respect a manager who lacks competency. Next tip, prioritize being kind over being nice. Don't miss this. Strong and kind leaders are gracious. They are humble and they place others' needs above their own. Being nice rarely leads to results and often prohibits you from saying what needs said. And finally, lead with a confidence that's covered by humility. That's a huge statement. So what it looks like is you're just going to admit and learn from your mistakes. You're going to 
ask for help when you need it. You're going to seek advice and counsel from other leaders, from people that you respect. Do those things. And what will happen is you'll close communication gaps. You'll gain respect and you'll ultimately develop trust with you, your team and with your peers. And heck, who knows? You might even just set yourself up for another upward move. If you would like to learn more about how to close gaps in your business, why not reach out to me today and let's have a conversation about your business. It's free. There's no obligation. You've got nothing to lose. But you might have a lot to gain. Now, if you want to do that, and I would love to talk to you, I, I truly mean this. I speak with people all the time. Um, I, I don't know what the what the ratio is, but it doesn't just because we talk doesn't mean you you are going to get an invoice from me. It doesn't mean that I have an expectation that we're going to do business together. We might find out that we solve something for you. It happens all the time. Before there's never an exchange of money. But sometimes we develop a relationship, and sometimes people call me and say, James, we need your help. So if you do want to call, my phone number is easy. It's in the notes too. I like to give it verbal, but it's 319-929-2604. And that's really the best way to reach me. I love to do the voicing. Call it old school, if you will. But if you prefer to send me an email, send that message to coach at jamesmayhew.com. Like I said, it's in, it's in the notes. Now, I want to thank you, all right? This is a genuine thank you because you're helping the podcast grow by sharing it. And I just want to thank you for being part of the journey. So if you're getting something out of this episode or a previous episode, man, it would mean a lot to me if you'd share it with someone else who could benefit from it. That is paying it forward. You know, it would also help just with the algorithms and how all this works to leave it a five-star review and, and subscribe to it on your favorite platform. Uh, let's just appreciate you so much. All right. So I'm going to leave you with this, that conversations create clarity and clarity produces action and action drives results. I'm James and we'll catch you next time on Lead Through Values. Values.